Welcome back to the Galaxy's Greatest Podcast about the two greatest 90s space station shows, but this week we're not talking about either of those two great 90s space station shows. Instead, we're talking about the new Predator movie, Prey, a Hulu-exclusive movie, Grown. Um, we are Uncanny Tracks. I am Bob in Cascadia. That's Matt in the Southland. How the hell are you doing tonight, Matt? Doing okay. Have not seen much Predator, Bob, so when you told me we were going to watch this movie, I was a little nervous because I thought I would need to know a lot of shit, but apparently I didn't. Nah, nah, it's pretty straightforward, man. Maybe you'd want to watch a Predator movie before you watched Aliens vs. Predator, but other than that, yeah, you don't really need a frame of reference. I will say, Bob, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I, I went in thinking this is going to be a dumbass action movie, but turned out to be something much better. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very solid sci-fi action movie. And I, I really love the Predator franchise. I've seen them all a couple times, with the exceptions of Alien vs. Predator 2, which is one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty fond of the rest of the franchise, and I'm very happy to say I thought this this one, Prey, pretty much measured up. So, yeah, it was, it was a good time. So, you know, going into this film, Bob, I knew, all I knew really was that he was an alien hunter who could turn invisible. I knew that was like the main thing. What else do you need, Matt? What else do you need? I know Arnold Schwarzenegger fought him in the first film, right? Yeah, you've seen the first film, yeah? I I think I have, but it's been so long. I, With like I just, Jesse the body? Yeah, I have this image of Arnold just shooting a big ass gun. Like, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> about, that's about that's all I have. Yeah, that's that's it. And then uh, I do remember reading somewhere though that Jean Claude Van Damme was originally supposed to play the Predator, but with like a whole different design that looked more like something from Mortal Kombat. Oh, wild, wild! I'm really glad uh, they did not go uh, having JCVD play the Predator. That would not nearly have been as good a movie. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like, there's there's some weird history of this film that I've I've just kind of caught pieces of. You know, as I've been like. Like, I read a lot of, like, stupid articles and listicles and all that bullshit, and, like, that was something that... Now that you say that, I do think, like, the original plan was to show the Predator a lot more, and so his invisibility was honestly just a gimmick so that they didn't have to show him very much, which, you know, was a good gimmick. And then the only other thing I really knew about the Predator Bob was that he fought Batman and the Xenomorphs at some point. Yeah, yeah, those Batman versus Predator comics are pretty fun. You've, you've read some of those? I, I haven't read them. I've just, I've seen the pictures. <laughs> I've seen it. They're images. pretty fun. They're pretty fun. Yeah. I think Dave Gibbons drew the first one. Oh, and also there's a, a fan film for Batman, like a real, real short film that was called Batman Dead End. And this is before yes. all the cool, this is before all the new Batman shit came out. This is like after Batman and Robin, but before Batman begins and everybody was just like clamoring for be- more Batman shit. And uh, that was awesome. Was it? Was it actually though? It was so cool, Bob. That back then it was because you'd never seen Batman with a gray and black outfit on film, and he was fighting something way more powerful than him. It wasn't, you know, it, it was cool. It was. <laughs> yeah, I somehow I knew Batman Dead End was coming up. I kind of hoped we could avoid it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> somehow I knew. Somehow I knew. <laughs> Did you have uh, any familiarity with uh, the the work of the director of Prey, Dan Trachtenberg? Yeah, uh, he directed an episode of Black Mirror that was called Playtest, which was about video games and AR. That's not the Star Trek one, is it? No, 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 no. It was okay. no. It was just, it was one, one of the, it was like a season three episode. Okay, I didn't see it. It wasn't that great. I mean, it was okay. If you like video games and you know like some of the like Easter eggs and shit they put in it, it was kind of cool that that. But other than and then he also he uh, directed the pr- season premiere of The Boys, the uh, Amazon the most Prime recent series. season. Uh, no, the first season. First season. Yeah, I believe I believe Matt we call that the series premiere. Oh, I called it the season premiere. Sorry, series premiere. <laughs> My bad. All right. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. He's only made one other movie, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is the second Cloverfield movie, and uh, I think it's far and away the best of the three Cloverfield movies. Uh, highly recommend it. Okay, Cloverfield, help me out here. That's like a big monster, right? Yeah, yeah. Although the gimmick is that they sort of tell a different story with each movie. So the first one is a little bit of a kaiju movie, although you don't see the kaiju very much. The second one, Ten Cloverfield Lane, is more of a survival kind of horror movie with John Goodman. And then the third one is a little bit more of a space opera. The third okay. one was the one they dropped, they like announced uh, in a Super Bowl commercial that was like dropping on Netflix like right after a Super Bowl like four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm more familiar with the first film. That's the one I remember. I would say that's the worst of the three. Uh, I mean, I don't think either the first one or the third one are amazing, but I, w I would say the first one is the worst. It's yeah. not terrible. The only reason I remember it too is that I read some reviews for it, and the, like it has the shaky camera shit that I can't, I can't oh, take yeah. that. Like my eyes yeah. can't handle that. I get motion sickness, so that one was off the table for me. Unless I'm forgetting, and I don't think I am, the second and the third one, no shaky cam, and also kind of like the Predator movies, you can just watch one. You don't need to have seen the whole series or anything. Should we address the big, uh, the big uh, bone of contention up front, Matt? <laughs> yeah, the big bone of contention that like immediately took place when I turned the film on. Go right ahead, Bob. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so, yes, uh, Amber Midthunder, who is our, our leading actress, and who is Sue, uh, she's playing Naru. She does look a hell of a lot like Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, it took me a minute to adjust and realize it wasn't Aubrey Plaza and to make my brain say, that's not Aubrey Plaza, Matt. That's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so weird. It, my brain just kept saying, look, Aubrey Plaza. And I'm like, no, no brain, stop. Not Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> like I had to, like I like inter I internet movie databased it and like pulled up an image of her and I'm like, okay, Matt, different person. You can see it. She just kind of looks like her in this film. Uh, I mean, she pretty much always sort of looks like her. Did you? So you haven't seen uh, the FX show Legion? I have. Yeah. Once once you mentioned that, I was like, okay, yeah. Now now I see. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. She plays yeah. the double character Carrie on Legion, and it's a, it's a really cool role. Although my boy Noah and I had like a recurring thing where. Like, we really liked the concept of the character, and we, we really liked Amber Mithunder's performance. But the fight scenes of that character, Carrie on Legion, like, she was supposed to be, like, super badass character. But the fight scenes were, like, always really terrible. And we couldn't, <laughs> like, we couldn't decide, like, is the show bad at this? Or is it, like, intentionally making these fight scenes terrible? As much as we love that show Legion, which I think is one of the greatest TV shows of the last ten years, we can never we can never figure that out. Although after having seen Predator Prey, I can at least say that okay, it's not Amber Mid Thunder's part. She's a great action actress, you know, like it was the choreographer or, who, or whoever in Legion. It wasn't her. Yeah, that's what I was It's probably just who was ever in charge of choreography. Just did a shitty job. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was weird. It was weird. And I guess while I'm on Sources of Annoyance, uh, I, I want to again stress how deeply annoyed I am that I had to borrow a friend's Hulu account, thanks Allie, rather than go see this in the theater like a normal human being. That was very annoying. Yeah, that's been a complaint in like a lot of the reviews. Like, why was there no theatrical release for this? Yeah, it's insane. Like, this is like the... This, I mean, some movies I get, you don't want to spend, like, you know, the money on going to the theater, blah, blah, blah. It's hard to find a babysitter for the kids, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, <laughs> come on, it's a sci-fi action movie. It's meant to be seen on the big screen. Yeah, and uh, just just so you know this, Bob, uh, in other some other countries, this was actually released on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Does that seem fucked up to you? <laughs> well, I mean... 
Matt, I'm I'm grateful that um, you give me your Disney Plus uh, login so I don't have to pay for it. But I would say it actually doesn't seem fucked up to me because like like I don't know. It seems to me like Disney Plus ought to be like a normal streaming service, and that maybe it and Hulu ought to just go ahead and merge and be a normal streaming service. Like you shouldn't have to pay like eight dollars or twelve dollars or whatever the hell a month in order as an adult just to have access to your Marvel and your Star Wars content. Bob doesn't understand capitalism. <laughs> Why don't? Why shouldn't you buy both, Bob? <laughs> Which, well, because there's not that there's not that many good uh, FX shows on Hulu, and I don't like Star Wars, and I don't <laughs> like the, the the original Marvel stuff that Disney does. So I, I mean, I wouldn't buy. My answer would be neither, Matt. But. Uh. I don't know. Well, like, I would. I was gonna say. Like, I felt like HBO Max, uh, you know, was doing just well, like servicing many audiences, including kids and adults. But, you know, as we've recently seen, that seems to be falling apart. So maybe I'm the fool. Yeah, I'm just not quite uh, prepared. I, I think most people too. Like my wife, we were watching uh, the She-Hulk show that just came, that just dropped, and She-Hulk uses the word "dick" at one point. My wife looks at me and is like, "What?" This is a Disney show, and I'm like, yeah. It's like, like apparently. Was she calling someone a dick, or was she referring to a dick? She was calling someone a dick. Okay, okay. I guess everybody associate, at least people from our generation, associate Disney with you know, Mickey Mouse and Disney Tunes and Ducktales and that kind of shit. Whereas, like, I guess they're trying to push forward and move past that. Well, and it's probably done a pretty bad disservice to both the Marvel and the Star Wars brands to have them so closely associated with Disney. Right. I, I get it. Most people I know, think of, when they think of Disney, they don't think of Star Wars and Marvel. They think of, like, the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something, I guess, maybe we're, we're just we're too old for it, Bob. That's the problem. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, so I do think Sorry the Dog totally deserves an Oscar. Uh, and I was very grateful because when the dog first showed up, uh, I and my friends assumed the dog was dead. Uh, happy to be very proven wrong that the, sh- that the movie did not kill the dog. Speaking of being proven wrong, Bob, <laughs> <laughs> I-, I noticed in the notes here that you, you didn't know about the, uh, the the language change here, that they actually filmed the movie in English and in uh shit now i sound stupid and comanche and comanche they filmed you're so they, smart you're so intelligent they filmed prey in both english and comanche you just had to change the audio yeah i i i did complain in the notes that it thought it would have been cool if they had kept the uh the film just in comanche and french instead of uh, english and then Matt's just like, well, you could just change it, Bob. And it's like, Matt, I'm lazy. I don't understand yeah. the Hulu interface. How am I going to yeah. do that? The best part about that, Bob, is that you would have changed it to Comanche, and then your friends, Hulu, would all be in Comanche from that point forward. <laughs> I, I, she, she's a linguist. She'd be cool with that. Well, there you go. Yeah. And, Bob, the only reason I do that is because I, I like Wikipedia, the thing. I, I, didn't, I didn't know this watching it. It doesn't, like, tell you this. It should tell you at the beginning that if you really wanted to, you could do this. But, um, yeah, it's not something you would necessarily assume that they had done. Yeah, it was not obvious. I, I just read about it. That's the only reason I knew. But yeah, going back to the dog, yeah, I, I'm glad this trope is going away. Anytime I see a dog, you know, I think it's going to die, but it, it seems to have disappeared maybe with this film. Maybe it, maybe yeah, dogs can make yeah. it through the film. <laughs> I, I Well, uh, yeah, since Matt has, uh, has berated me as a fool twice over, somewhat deserved, I will say I, I was proud that as soon as we saw uh, Sari's tail get caught in the beaver trap, I uh, definitely called that the French would show up. 
I'll be honest, they came out of nowhere for me. <laughs> I was like, what? There's French people? I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is what the setting. It, it took me a minute. You kind of have to, like, jump into the setting. Like, I kind of needed, like, a history lesson before I watched the film to make sure <laughs> to remind me of where I'm at. I needed, like, a Star Wars scroll at the beginning. <laughs> Bottom says, by the way, you can switch the language over to Comanche if you really want to. <laughs> the Northern Great Plains, 1719. <laughs> a sinister new forest is penetrating into the plains, hunting the beavers and the buffalo. <laughs> exactly. I need all that shit laid out for me. The frogs are coming. <laughs> oh man, that's that that would be pretty funny. One other thing I wanted to flag is uh, so the guy playing Tabe uh, Naru's uh, older brother is a southwestern Indian named Dakota Beavers, and he does a hell of a job. This is apparently his uh, first acting job, and uh, would love to see him uh, get into one of the other uh, SF franchises like Star Wars or Star Trek. Yeah, just don't make him check it check a taste kid or some dumb shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's us. You know it's said Chakotay, right, Matt? Chakotay. Sorry, just don't make him Chakotay's kid or some dumb shit like that. <laughs> I got Chakotay from yeah. you because you used to call him that. Yeah, like okay, twenty years ago. Sure, sure. I haven't called I haven't called him that in at least a decade, probably mm-hmm. two. So one one thing that was kind of interesting is the film is set in the Northern Great Plains and it was shot in Alberta. But my understanding is that the Comanche were mostly in what's now Texas and East New Mexico. Uh, so, but on the other hand, I guess they were nomadic, so they well might have moved further up the plains as a part of their migrating pattern. So that, that was a kind of interesting point. Yeah, I, I, I don't know much about Native American history, even though I should. So I'm just going to go with you on that one. And then we have a, a former basketball player playing the Predator, a guy named uh, Dane Deliguero. He's apparently going to be in some unspecified role in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I don't know if that means he's going to be a big deal or no deal at all. It's probably some background character. Yeah, I'm just glad it wasn't Kevin did. Nash this time around. <laughs> Kevin Nash never played the Predator, did he? No, but he played Super Shredder. and he's like they, Anytime there's a tall guy, I'm always like, oh, that's got to oh, be Kevin, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash played Super Shredder? Yeah, Kevin Nash played in, Super Shredder. In Ninja Turtles 2? Yeah. Yeah, that's Kevin huh. Nash. Under that mask and all that crap. I had no idea. That's the more you know. Huh. And I would say when my when, when my dorky self met Kevin Nash at a, a signing, I had a picture of Super Shredder for him to sign. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me like I was some kind of asshole. It was both me and my brother. I think he thought we were making fun of him because he kept telling me how he made like three million off the roll, and we're like, we're not making fun of you. We like we like Ninja Turtles. We just want you to sign this. If you because if you'd wanted to uh, if you wanted to hurt him, the response should have been, well, where's that three million now, big sexy? Yeah, yeah. Why are you sitting here at this uh, Cedar Town Arena, <laughs> the Cedar Town Barn? Anyway, that that complete wow. tangent. <laughs> So there was some controversy in uh, in my house over Naru attaching a cord to her tomahawk. Any in, any thoughts on that, that strategy of hers? Yeah, that's some like, get over here! It's a very video game-like. It's like the scorpion <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I thought it was cool, honestly. Her, like, practicing with it, was, those were some badass scenes of her, like, you know, trying to get used to using it and pulling it back and forth. Yeah, yeah. At least they did kind of sell her like training up and using it. So, because yeah, it's just like I don't know. Is like pulling a is pulling a flailing uh, blade back at yourself really that good an idea? <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, it's, it does seem like it could be paint, but I mean, if you catch it the right way, you're fine. But I guess you'd have to really be If you're in the heat of battle, it will probably be more difficult because you're trying to dodge things while also trying to pull it back to you, and that could be yeah, a problem. Yeah. If it's just you yeah. concentrating on it, like she, when she's practicing, it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal. Because mm -hmm. you can adjust it to come back at you a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And I guess to keep going on the combat, one of the things I did enjoy about this movie was how it kind of built up with the predator like being in combat with like increasingly uh, large series of animals. So, you know, first we have the predator killing the rattlesnake, then we having, uh, have him fighting a coyote. Then we move up to the bear, but like the bear and the coyote fights in particular were cool. And we get to see like the coyote, like make a, make a solid bite on the predators for shield. That was pretty cool. Yeah. As a school teacher, Bob, I would love to teach the food chain with that scene where like the, uh, the, the mouse is eating a bug or whatever, and then the yeah. snake eats the, yeah, I would totally use that as an example. And then have the... I, I, I like having this image of like Matt has a chart in his classroom where it's like mouse, rattlesnake, coyote, mountain lion, <laughs> bear, human, predator. Exactly. That's, they need to know that's predators at the top of the food chain. Predators at the top of the food chain, baby. Oh, man. Speaking of the Predator being on top, I really did enjoy the anti-fur and flesh spray the Predator had to clean his skulls. That was deeply amusing. Was that not like in another film? I think it is, but I can't remember. Okay. Because the way they shot that scene made it look like that was something we should have seen before. It's like, see, it? see, remember this? Remember yeah, this? Exactly. So I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't really want to fault this movie because I enjoyed it quite a bit. But if I were to fault it, I do feel like the Predator and Naru kill a kind of absurd number of French trappers. I mean, it's a horror film, so it killed, it kills, it kills a bunch of Comanche too. So, is it even? No, no, because like they only kill like what maybe four or five Comanche characters, and they're all kind of like you know they're they're mostly like established characters like. They have names and like recognizable personality traits and weapons, but then like it's just the predator and Naru just start like mowing through like literally it feels like two dozen French trappers. Not that I think like the French are like so badass that you know Naru and uh, the predator couldn't kill them, but it just I don't know really you're gonna send like two dozen guys out on like a trap on like a trapping expedition. It just it just seemed a little little silly. Bob, it's a social commentary on the white man taking the land. Hey man, I'm, I I was very happy to see the white man get uh, get got. I will say though that I think there is some way in which making it the French makes it more comfortable for the American viewing audience, where you can be like, <laughs> oh, 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 the stupid Frenchman. Where like in a better film, the predator and uh, and a badass uh, female Indian lead would just be murdering Americans, and I think that would that would be good, and we should encourage that. Bob, if you ever, if you ever run for political office, we're gonna put that in your commercials <laughs> that sound bite right there <laughs> bob wants predators and comanche to murder innocent americans <laughs> yeah yeah specific yeah specifically like white uh, anglo-saxon protestant americans yeah. just go for them <laughs> get their kids too why not yeah oh man uh so who would you say was uh, your favorite uh, major character or performer of the movie matt yeah, Bob asked this question like there's any other answer. It's Naru, Bob. Bob Naru's the best character in this movie. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You just have to go through the motions. You have to go through the motions. And then we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little controversy here, but uh who who's your least favorite character or performance, Matt? Bob, my least favorite character is the damn bear. I didn't know bears Ooh. were so fucking scary. God. <laughs> 
Oh, I thought you were gonna say the bear was a uh, was a uh, bad CGI. Okay, no, no, we were, I don't we were care about that. By the bear, okay. <laughs> Do bears move that fast? I thought bears I were slower. Can. Jeez, I think they can. If you aren't afraid of bears right now, if you watch this film, you will be scared of bears. I will never go anywhere near a bear now. That thing was quick. <laughs> But, Matt, the next time you come to Seattle, we want to take you to a bear bar. You'll do very well there. Uh, no, we're not going to a bear. I know what that is, Bob. We're not going to a bear bar. <laughs> You'll do very well. No, I will not. No. <laughs> You'll get a lot of free drinks. No, no, no. Not going to a bear bar. Yeah, you will. You'll get a lot of positive attention. <laughs> you, you do a podcast. You like attention. I don't want I don't want hugs, Bob. I don't want no. <laughs> All right. Who's, who's your least favorite character, Bob? Uh, I go with uh, Wasafi. Um, he was uh, one, the uh, jerk who um, who sucker punched Naru, which was actually a really funny, really funny bit, and um, a very good kind of uh, very good kind of antagonist character. Um, another first uh, another first time actor played uh, Wasafi, a guy named uh, Stormate Kip. Very entertaining role. Yeah, I, I was very surprised when he did sucker punch Naru. Uh, the whole fighting infighting between male and female was like you don't see that all the time. As, as violent as you did here. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like an interesting way to handle it. And I, I guess it was like somewhat made less creepy than it might usually be because you get the sense that like they've known each other for a long time and are in the same community. So it's like it just is them fighting and there's not any real subtext to it. Exactly, yeah. It was like, I don't know, brother and sister fighting, but they're not really brother yeah, and sister. Exactly. But but brother and sister fighting and it, brother and sister drawing like drawing blood though, like yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was your favorite visual, Matt? So I really like the scene where Naru is trapped in that mud pit because it's shot so simple, yet it kind of left me on the edge of my seat after so many like failed attempts with that axe. Like I kept waiting for her mm. to actually connect with that axe, and each time she did, she sank a little further, just a little further. And they didn't make it, I mean, it wasn't obvious, but it was kind of like, I just thought she was going to die right there. That was going to be the end of the film. Nice. Nice. It was like a nice. slow descent. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very, uh, very suspenseful. Very suspenseful. I guess I would go to kind of go for the polar opposite of what you went with. Um, I really enjoyed the bear and the predator going full WWF on each other. Um, especially that visual where the bear has like a mouthful of the predator's green blood. I thought that was neat. The, any fight the Predator was in is, in this movie was, like, fantastic. They did a great job choreographing, like, everything involving, like, the Predator and, and the fight scenes. Were there any scenes that you noticed that there was, like, you were like, yeah, this is kind of not, a, not that great, like, as far as the fighting goes? Mm, not really, not really. I mean, sometimes the CGI was maybe a little forced, but I, w I was mostly willing to suspend my disbelief and go with it. Yeah, I felt like my eyes have, like, adapted to that at this point. They're just kind of like, eh, okay. See, like, I know they didn't get a real bear. Like I know that you know what I mean. Like, uh, Why can't they get real bears in movies anymore? Yeah. God damn it! It's like I can live with it. So Bob, when it comes to this, the strange category you have called favorite sound choice. I, I I try to think of one, and I came up with the Predator click. That classic Predator click is what. That's my favorite sound in this movie. Just because it reminds you of something in your life, right, Matt? <laughs> it just reminds me of like the, the the other. I just it's it's recognizable, even though I haven't really watched many of the. I haven't watched the other Predator movies. I know that sound, and it just sticks with me. Um, it has so, a very palpable influence on you. You're saying, yeah, yeah. So, what's your favorite sound choice, Bob, in this film? 
I mean, it pales uh, in comparison to the mystery and vagueness of your love for the Predator click, Matt. But uh, I really did enjoy. I really did enjoy the sound of Naru getting knocked out repeatedly. I thought they did a pretty good job of that. And I don't know, somebody who loves Philip Marlowe uh, novels of where Marlowe gets knocked out a lot, like you know, it's it, it just made her feel like very like a Philip Marlowe character, and I, I appreciated that. All right, Bob. So your favorite scene of just ultra violence in this film? What did you go for? would say i mean it's very obvious in terms of the out the anti uh white man allegory but i really enjoyed the predator hurling uh the foot trap at a trapper that was pretty satisfying that was a cool yeah that was really cool i thought that the way it ended with the predator's helmet being used to like kill the predator mm-hmm. was really clever and a nice visual seeing the three little red targets on the predator himself that was awesome yeah yeah no, that is that is good because they 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 did that they did that well with the three red sniper dots with like the audience knowing what it means but with like the characters having no frame of reference for it. That was right. really well done. Any regrets, Matt? No, uh, this was I mean this was an entertaining film for a prequel. You know most prequels suck, but this was good. I mean, yeah. Well, and it's nice because it's like it is a prequel, but it's not like a prequel in the full sense of. I mean, I guess you are seeing the predator do like early versions of his technology but honestly the film's not really about setting up the predator it's just about having a cool a cool situation with a predator in it which is what predator prequels should do you know they shouldn't like take great pains to set up the predator mythos whatever the hell that is exactly and that that's why this film i think and and even with the name of the film prey like i saw it so many times on hulu and had no clue what it was (laughs) until you mentioned it yeah I still think it, that is a little weird that they called it Prey and not like Predator, colon, Prey or something. Yeah. And it has a different name in Canada. Skull. Oh, that's a much better title. So, Matt, any desire for the next Predator movie besides the fact that it should not be a Hulu original? Yeah, I want to see Predator Hunting Jesus. That could be one film. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I dig brother. that. I, I dig that. Uh, I want to see Predator showing up during the American Civil War. The only thing I object to that is I want to see the Predator kill a lot of Confederates, but I don't want any implication that the Confederates were like dangerous game or hard to kill, which they clearly weren't. Right. So, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little torn about that. Yeah. I want this to be like a period piece, historical, historical fiction, of course, but like, you know, as real as you, want, as real as you, you get. You want to see the Predators march to the sea? You want to yeah, see yeah. Them, uh, burn, burn, the Predator burn Atlanta, baby? Yes. I want to see <laughs> Hell yeah. the Predator. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I want to see uh, a samurai film or a samurai take on the Predator. Yeah, I think that's what everybody wants to see is a Predator versus Samurai. And I mean, I'm down for Predators against any famous warrior culture. Have the Predator fight the Mongols. Have the Predator fight the Vikings. Have the Predator fight the Zulus. I'm here for it. I also wouldn't mind, and this is something you see the fans request sometimes, like an all-alien Predator movie. That would be kind of cool. And, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a rumble between the Xenomorphs, the Predators, and the Engineers from Prometheus. Um, that would be great, actually. Yeah, that would be a good film. I totally yeah. want to see that. My, my other urgent request is that uh, awful hack, uh, Neil Bloomkamp, who I hate so much, I really hope he never gets anywhere near the franchise. That's my other fondest wish. Which ones did he do? Um, he did Chappie, he did oh, Elysium, and he did District 9, which, like, yes, the idea for District 9 is clever, but it's a terrible movie. Yeah, so I, I, I just really hate Neil Blomkamp. He he wanted to make an Alien movie where he retconned Alien 3 and Alien 4, 
which really pisses me off. And I was really glad where when Ridley Scott was like, no, you're not doing that. I'm going to make another Alien prequel movie instead. <laughs> God bless Ridley Scott. He's a king. So, Bob, how do you rank the Predator films after seeing this one? Before I rewatched Predator 2, I would have said it was Predator, Prey, Predator 2, Alien vs. Predator 1, Predators, a vast, unbridgeable chasm of quality, then Alien vs. Predator 2. But I did rewatch Predator 2 after, uh, after uh, watching Prey, and I do think I would now slightly edge Predator 2 over, over Prey. I mean, Prey is great, Amber Midthunder is a great lead, but she's not Danny Glover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably have to watch Predator 2 now if it's that good. Predator 2 is a hoot, man. There's some weird stuff in it. It doesn't entirely hang together, but, I mean, it does have a voodoo gangster telling you that there's no killing what can't be killed. Nice. All right. Well, this has been Uncanny Treks, our bonus episode on Predator 4, a.k.a. Prey. Um, we'll be back pretty soon with more Babylon 5 versus Star Trek DS9. The, so stay tuned. I'm Bob in Cascadia. That's Matt in the Southland. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening.